the easiest way to get thrown off by or misconstruing the promise, the process, and the promotion is thinking the promise is about you. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to the More Purpose Podcast, where we talk everything from faith to finances. I'm your host, Clarence. And your co-host, Marlon. And we are back with another video. Let's go! Yeah. Y'all see my boy back in the building, man. I'm glad to be back. Glad to be back. It's still been a minute, ain't it? It has. It felt longer than it should have. Bro. But I've been in here watching everybody else. I was just like... A whole month? I was just shut up in my seat like... Jittering? Fire. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm texting you stuff while you was there. Not bro, back. Marlon... <laughs> He could not be on a real sabbatical. He over here texting me like, hey, bro, like this is, this is a good point right here, too. Yeah. I'm like, boy, ready to come back, boy. Listen, glad to be back. Now we glad to have you back, bro. How, yes, sir. Matt, on that, how was your sabbatical, bro? It was good. It was really good. I think I needed the um the time away just to kind of mm-hmm. get back to the basics. I think it was uh, more so a time of God showing me myself. I know often we look at other people and like, God mm-hmm. showing me other people, but he got to show you you first, you know? So right. I think he was just showing me me and stuff I need to correct, stuff I need to change, stuff I need to let go, you know what I'm saying, in mm-hmm. that time. So it was a good time of self-reflection. I feel like when you're serving all the time and when you're pouring out all the time, sometimes you just, you avoid your own stuff. You avoid mm-hmm. your own problems and stuff like that. You just put a Band-Aid on it and you keep going because you're like, hey, Thanks. these other people are counting on me. So now I have time to rip the Band-Aid off and just give it to God. So, so you that's why I've been. Yeah, yeah, you feel me? He's one of the recovery nonsense. Yeah, not for real. Like, it, it's crazy because... It's been, so I know God showing you your ugly side is supposed to be ugly, but it actually was beautiful in a mm-hmm. way. You know what I'm saying? Because scars are ugly. Scars are ugly. But when they heal, you know what I'm saying? You, <laughs> chill. <laughs> when they heal, you know what I'm saying? They come back beautiful. So like, I feel like God was showing me my ugly side, but I think it's a beautiful thing at mm-hmm. the same time because without that, there's no growth. That's right. So that's where I'm kind of at. I kind of got my confidence back in a way too. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I need it though. I need it though, bro. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's facts because it's crazy because me and um Pre was talking about it the other day about how it's a beautiful thing to be able to see your character development mm-hmm. in your life in your own way, like in yeah. your own personal way. And I was like, it's bad when a person feels like they have nowhere else to grow from. Mm. And I was like, you should constantly always have an everyday process of, all right, God, how can I have done this better? Yeah. Or how can I be a better person this way? Or how can I have a better heart or have a better posture in this situation? It's always better, more ways to be a better you. Yeah. And you just doing that shows that you're self-aware of what you need to work on, different things you know that you can't do on your own, that you need God to help you with. Yeah. And that's a powerful thing, and a lot of people can take notice from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it really is. And I encourage anybody that's just been like on a rapid streak of pouring or mm-hmm. whatever, working, even if you're not just pouring, but working, whatever it may be, take some time and kind of rearrange and reset some priorities. So for me, uh, to get my confidence back, because I had knew I knew I had been low for a long time. Mm-hmm. To actually get my confidence back, it's kind of weird that and I didn't even tell you this. That's the crazy part. The Holy Spirit led me to go to my old high school's football game. Mm-hmm. So I had to go back to the old environment for where I really was, where I had all my goals, where I got my why at. And mm-hmm. I had to get back in that same environment from my first love to actually get my confidence back. I was just sitting in the bleachers of the game. Looking at the game, but not not visualizing myself like, oh, I want to get back on the football field. Yeah. I was just in an environment like I was so in the days, like, good days yeah, though, yeah. because everything that I like that I uh, got like my goals, like I want to give back, I want to do this, I want to mm-hmm. do all of that. Everything that I used to dream about, that I stopped dreaming, back up. it started came, coming back to my head. And I'm like, thank you, God. Like <laughs> I, I really needed that. So yeah, my sure you're a part of like your purpose in the future too. Like it's yeah, the reason why we yeah. went to that school. It's the reason yes. why we had the impact that we had yeah. at Nansen River. So. I know that was a beautiful thing to even be able to see everybody to it was old teachers, old coaches, players. Bro, it was humbling. Bro, it really, it really was humbling. This, the, this is the crazy. Nah, this is the crazy part because on the way, like, well, I'm getting dressed for the game, and mind you, I haven't been around there at yeah. all. So I'm like, okay, what am I about to wear? Mind you, it's their homecoming. Yeah, you know, I, mm-hmm. I want to get fly. I'm like, hold on. I literally asked the Holy Spirit, I'm like, what should I wear? I literally felt led to just throw some cargos on, throw these cargos on, and mm-hmm. throw a hoodie on. I threw on my I Work For God hoodie. I ain't wear nothing flashy. Simple. I threw on these cargos and my I Work For God hoodie. Walked out the house with, I think, your gray Nike shoes. Mm-hmm. And that's that's all I had on. When I tell you, I got to the game. I was getting stopped every two seconds. It, is your brother here also? We we love what y'all do. And it was really, it was humbling. Like, it wasn't yeah. like uh, a feeling of arrogance or anything. It was just like, dang. Like, that's and this right. is level one. This is, but no to cap. come back to your high school. And yeah, like your city. I was getting stopped every, like, no that's exaggeration. Crazy. And I'm like, yo, like. 
I'm really gonna come back and be able to give back to, and this is the reason I need to be here because I had to remember my why. My why mm -hmm. is just to give back to the community and change things in, in our city and our environments because I feel like a lot of people, um, they want to be successful in so many other places. Like, I want to go to Cali and do this. I want to go to Atlanta and do this. You know what I'm saying? Or I want to go to uh, Texas and do this. Okay, let's start with your, your home first. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Start with, let's change Virginia first before you complain about it. Fact. And I think everybody don't, doesn't have that burden, but I've always mm -hmm. had that burden. Like, okay, before I leave Virginia, nah, I'm going to leave something. I'm going to leave something here. I'm like, they're going to know me for something. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And that's, that's facts, bro. And then I'm the same way too. Like, yeah. me and Marlon both have, I don't know what it is, but it's like a strong desire to give especially Suffolk area, mm -hmm. but give Virginia something that we didn't have growing up in the yeah. city and everything. Kind of for me, like growing up in Nansman, we didn't have like the photography classes or mm -hmm. anything like that. And it's just like, I have a strong passion to give a creative space yeah. towards that area because I didn't have that growing up. But mm -hmm. I know that's something that other people may need in their journey of just going through school. Because, yeah. you know, like, especially in our community, a lot of people only think there's only two ways to get out mm -hmm. of where you at. Yeah. That's either sports or music. And it's not true. And that's not the only two things. And that's why and, and that's why it hits so hard. Like yeah. that's really why it hits so hard because we're not doing it like for anything else. Like not mm -hmm. those reasons. And yes, yeah, sports and stuff is cool. We both played sports. We both did other things at school. But like to see God's hands just throughout this whole process, it's just crazy. So I, I'm I'm gonna love it when we are able to go back to the school and actually talk to them and facts. stuff like that. That's gonna no, be amazing. I, can't, I cannot wait for that. Facts, facts. But now nah, I wanna pivot real quick. I wanna pivot. Go ahead, pivot bro. So so not pivot, but I want to go back to the sabbatical. One other thing that God kind of revealed to me last week, because so for those that may not know, the whole sabbatical, I'm not recording no YouTube videos. I'm not leading no Bible study. I'm not recording no podcast. So I'm not doing anything in regards to media or stuff that I usually do or that require my gift. And something that I realized is that I had to find value, my, my true value in God and not in my gift, mm -hmm. because... <laughs> Because if I wasn't using my gift, how was I going to feel valuable? You know what I'm saying? If I found my value in my gift, if I wasn't operating my gift, if I wasn't like the man that he speaks so good, if I wasn't getting that for that whole month, it's like, okay, now you feel less than. Mm -hmm. So I had to rewire and actually put the gift on the shelf and get back to the the real reason and find my true value, which is in God, not the the gift or in the in the uh, the creator and not the thing he blessed me with. You know what I'm saying? So... Boy, that's been that. That's that's kind of where I've been at. Cause a lot of people find their value in their gifts. You, some people may find their value in I'm the photographer that everybody knows. Okay, when photography is taken away, what's your what's value? My, yeah, who are you? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when the the teaching and the speaking and the YouTube and the more pur more purpose is took off the table, who are you, Marlon? Mm -hmm. Who are you? Like in closed doors. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of where I'm, I'm at. And it's a it's an ongoing process. I'm not I'm not gonna say I'm fully healed. At, like after a month, I'm not mm -hmm. perfect. No. I have to continue to work on these things, but I can't say like a, a dark cloud has been lifted off. Yeah, yeah. I love that, bro. Yeah. Just saying that though, I feel like we might have to do like a self-awareness episode too. We do. Because I'm trying to tell y'all, that's that's one of the biggest things in this world that you can work on every single day, mm -hmm. constantly like for you to have that self-awareness to yeah. be like, all right, God, I've been abusing my gift or God, mm -hmm. I've been idolizing my gift yeah. in a way that I'm only using it for the satisfaction or yeah, yeah. I'm looking for this reaction mm -hmm. off of me doing what you have blessed me to be able to do. Yeah. And once it gets to that point, you know, like we know that God's not looking at us in the same way that he was looking at us before when he first gave it to us. It's yeah. more like, a, all right, keep, keep going that way if you want to. And he could take it. And it could be gone just as fast as he gave it to mm -hmm. you. But it's humbling to be able to know that he gives us the grace enough to catch ourselves before yeah. he catches us. Yeah. Like that's a blessing because not everybody gets that chance to be able to get a second chance or to be able to mm -hmm. sit down and think and be like, hold on, let me go, let me stop on this route before I mess up yeah. and fall off this cliff. Mm -hmm. Let me go back to where God was actually trying to push me towards. Yeah. A lot of people don't get that chance. A lot of people fall off the cliff and then want to get help, mm -hmm. but it's too late at that point. So that I feel like, bro, that's a blessing to have that self-awareness. That's a skill at this point. Yeah, nah, it really <laughs> me, is. me and you both work on that on daily, bro. It me, definitely is. Let me tell you something. Me and Mom have conversations daily about how Everybody don't got common sense, I promise you. No, no, <laughs> It'd be crazy. But just off me and his conversations about how we're working on different things every single day, I'd be like, hey, Ma, I'm working on this. And he'll be like, yeah, bro, I'm working on this. But it's a beautiful thing to see the growth two months later after we talked about it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, dang, Marlon, you, you been locked in, ain't you, boy? Yeah. Like, remember, matter of fact, it was like a couple months ago, we was like, Marlon was like, yeah, I'm going to lock in with the gym, bro. I was like, I hear you. Let's, let's lock in for real. Yeah. Cause like me and him both had the habit of saying we're gonna lock, we in, lock in, lock and then in. we'll lock in for like two days and fall off. Yeah. Lock in for two days, fall off. But Marlon been locked in. Like, but, but the reason for that is is because I had to put myself in an uncomfortable mm -hmm. position. My uncomfortable, uncomfortable, excuse me, position was that 
I went ahead and bought the membership that I knew I couldn't afford. Hey, it's gonna force you to I seen that money come out of my account, and I said the next day I'm going to the gym because this money's coming out of my account. So, so I put myself in an uncomfortable <laughs> position, and now I like going. Like you know what I'm yeah. saying? Now it's like people got to realize they got to just get past the first steps. Bro, the hardest part is waking starting. up. The hardest part. Is, that's the hardest part. Getting out of bed, getting up, and starting, and getting mm-hmm. there. Once you get there, you're like you're okay. alive, and that's what I think. That's where anything. You might as well get started. That yeah, you, you might as well go. You're here yeah. now, you might as well go. So I had to make myself uh, uncomfortable, and that's your thing about self awareness and just being aware of things you need to work on. When you when you see no room for growth, or when you see you don't have nothing to work on or nothing to grow in, you are you automatically stunt your growth because mm-hmm. if you don't see nowhere like or no area that I can grow in, you're just stunting it. Bro. You're not gonna grow. You know what I'm saying? So that's crazy. I mean, that's facts. Cause anytime you get comfortable where you at. There's or stagnant. Mm-hmm. You're, in your mind, you're telling yourself, "There's no way I can get better at this. Yeah. There's no way I can form a better response to this. There's no way I can react in a better way mm-hmm. when that's not the case. Yeah. There's always a better way to do something. That's why the saying is, "Don't reinvent the wheel. Just yeah. like you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Like just make it your own. Like do what they do and get, they gave you the blueprint already. Mm-hmm. Just add on your little finesse to it and make it better. What way? What flaw do you see that you can make it better in any yeah. type of way? And there will always be a better way to make something." Every single time. I don't think it stops. Like I think it's like for everything. Like someone will always come. God, Holy Spirit will always give somebody else an idea to be like, hold on. Why didn't they ever make it like this? Mm-hmm. And no one will ever think about it until you make it and be like, hold on. This is smart. This yeah. is like, it's crazy. And going along with that as well, like with your sabbatical and everything, I want to tap into what part of the process do you think you're at? Far, we, okay, for, y'all, for y'all that's listening, we, we want to talk about the process, the promise. Mm-hmm. I said it right? The promise. The, the pro- promise. No. The, Yes, the promise, the process, the promotion. There you go. There you go. PVP. Or the, yeah. <laughs> PVP loan? Nah. A lot of y'all going to jail behind that one. <laughs> you're done. <laughs> but yeah, like what part of the process do you feel like you're in in your life right now? Um, well, you're saying from the three, we just like the promise, the process, the promotion, or you just in general? In, in general, like since your sabbatical, where do you feel like? You're getting at towards your process. Like we're gonna forever be in the process. Yeah, but for sure. yeah. in general, like from today and then just zooming out and looking back of where you came from, where you feel like you are in your process. Um, I think I'm like right at the brink of like the promised land. Mm-hmm. But I think the main thing is is that you can't bring you can't bring Egypt mentality or behavior into the promised land. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So you can't bring the slavery mentality where you was bound and where you was back there into the promised land where he's trying to uh, take you because you're just going to fumble it or you're just going to cause it to be, I'm saying, perverted or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I think that's kind of where I'm at is just fully just letting go. You know what I'm saying? I can't receive what he's trying to give me. So that's kind of where I'm at in the process. And it's just been, like I said, God showing me myself. If you've been in a constant cycle of God just showing yourself, showing you yourself, he's trying to prune you. He's trying to refine you so that you can come forth as pure gold. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Going through the fire. Yeah, and I think a lot of people focus so much on the promise, but the most beautiful part is the is the process. It is the process. It's crazy you said that. Yeah. Just going on with that. So lately, you know, we went to Texas and mm-hmm. we went to Social Dallas. And when we went to Social Dallas, we got the chance to see Robert Madu speak and mm-hmm. preach at his church. Beautiful church, by the way. Yeah. Learned a lot from them. Yeah, sort of a lot of yeah, game yeah. from just their marketing, mm-hmm. their welcoming team, everything. everything. Like, yeah. I love how they did everything. But just hearing him preach, I don't think a lot of people was paying attention to how he was talking. But the whole time he was preaching, I was listening to his message. But I was watching his body language and how passionate he was about mm-hmm. talking about Jesus yeah. and everything. And it was resonating with me. It was blessing me so much to the point where it's like the way he's talking about Jesus, the way he's so articulate about how his yeah. love is for God and all that. How can I better, like how can I, me personally, be better at that. How can I articulate that to if someone randomly came to me and asked me who is Jesus to me? Mm-hmm. How can I know I'll have the confidence and the boldness and the understanding enough to be able to explain who Jesus is yeah. to them and be able to save a soul right then and there? Mm-hmm. And going off that, it made me realize that I have a lot more to learn as a whole about my relationship with Jesus. Yeah. So it made me want to maybe self reflect. So self awareness again, like knowing I don't know everything, knowing that I'm not as close to God as I can be. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So in doing that. I pray, I ask Holy Spirit, um, what do I need to do to basically strengthen my relationship with Jesus and have a better understanding and really tap into a deeper level that I haven't t- tapped into before. Yeah. And Holy Spirit told me, reread Matthew and everything. Like, start with Matthew and just go through the Gospels again. Yes. I already read them before, but reread them again, like, in an in-depth way of not trying to 
just read the Bible and read the Bible, but actually dive into the chapters and like don't be in so such in a rush of just to, reading it. Like the the satisfaction of saying, "Hey, I read my Bible today," mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah. No, like actually genuinely be intentional about what you're reading. Make sure you have the full understanding before you move on to the next chapter, mm-hmm. all that. So last night, I was reading um chapter one, right? Yeah. I read chapter one through chapter three, but I was st- I was still like meditating on chapter one and everything. And just now, I had prayed, and I was like, Holy Spirit, give me what to read, give me what to understand from it, give me um whatever it is that you want to stand out, give it to me so I can have the full understanding of what mm-hmm. it is that you want to stand out. And while I was reading that joint, I won't get nothing. Yeah, I was reading everything. I was like, okay, cool. I know all this stuff. This is something I've already read before. Nothing too crazy. But when we was praying, like, just now, before we started the podcast and yeah. everything, in chapter one, it brought back to me um, King Herod, right? Mm-hmm. And where does Junk at? It was basically talking about how it was basically talking about how he King Herod didn't like basically he he told his people go find the baby yeah that will go find Jesus they was killing all the babies right yeah but he told the people go find him so yeah. I can find him too and worship him too mm-hmm. but in reality his mindset was go find him I'm really gonna go behind their back and try to kill this baby yeah and it made me think like while he was praying I was like bro the promise was Jesus right mm-hmm. he he's prophecy fulfilled yes Jesus prophecy fulfilled. Or the promise of what yeah. God had for plan already in mm-hmm. ahead of time. I started thinking about the podcast, and I was like, "Yo, our podcast was promised. Like everything's prophesied up on us from such yeah. babies and everything." Yeah. And I started thinking about it. I was like, "Bro, King Herod really tried to take out the promise before it could even develop. Before it could develop, yeah." And I was like, "Bro, infant stage, exactly. Yeah, before it can respond, before you can even." fully see out like the full calling of what Jesus is about to do in the world mm-hmm. but he's he's so intimidated about what God has called over Jesus' life yeah. and everything or about the impact that he's about to have he said I'm gonna take it to my own hands and try to kill him before he can even mm-hmm. before he can take his first steps yeah and God put in Joseph's dreams to run away to yeah. take the family move out of there leave uh, leave out the city and everything mm-hmm. until Herod is dead yeah and just in thinking about that I was like bro how many imagine how many people are around people that has heard God's calling over them or heard what God has called over us or heard what God has um, called over others just, just been blessed around them and they're the Herod in, in the um, circle. Yeah. They're the Herod in the circle of, nah, I don't want to lose my position in this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to lose my um, my power in the situation. I'm running I'm running the city right now. Yeah. Because at the time he was running the city. Mm-hmm. So he's looking like, nah, I'm intimidated because I'm everybody's going to the star that's floating above this yeah. baby. <laughs> Why is everybody going over there and yeah. not paying me no attention? But it just made me think about like, yo, as we're like right now, this is more so just me talking to you. Mm-hmm. But as we're growing, as we're um getting to have a bigger impact and bigger influence, and everything everybody's already been telling us and everything, yeah. we have to watch out for the Herods. Definitely. We have to watch out for the people that may be already in a position where we're trying to get to. Mm-hmm. And they might not like that God has called yeah. us to be in that same position, if not farther along. Mm-hmm. So just I got that from dad while we was praying. I was like, bro, that's, that's really crazy to think about. Cause, nah, it's OD. Cause I was like, bro, he really tried to take Jesus out and before he could even do anything. I'm trying to think, cause was the same thing with Moses? That yeah. Something similar. Like with the yeah. Something sim- when the yeah. king was trying to kill all the babies in there, all the boys. Yeah. It was something similar. It, it wasn't the same. I think it was prophesied that yeah. somebody was gonna free them from Egypt. Yeah. yeah, his name was delivered. Yeah. And that's why that's why it's crazy because Moses' name he meant deliverer and yeah. Jesus' name is the same thing. He yes, can deliver us. That's yeah, that's wild. That's wild. So, and so both of them was about to get killed at infant stage. Yes, bro. And that's why you gotta be careful, like, especially when uh you're about to birth something mm-hmm. or whatever it may be. It's definitely gonna be a Herod around. Like definitely. Bro, that, that was O D. I gotta go back and watch, I gotta go back and read the gospels also. Yeah, nah, I'm tapped in right now. I'm gonna read John though. Since you started Matthew, I'm gonna read John. <laughs> I can't I can't wait to have my little personal Bible study tonight. I'm excited. Now nah, you still reading that one? Yeah, like Matthew. So I got the NLT version of it, and then I got my um, what's it called my NIV. Yeah, and then pre got me the Action Bible, like the comic book jump. Yeah. So like, I be reading it, and I go to the comic book jump so I can see like a visual representation mm-hmm. of it. And now I'm about to rewatch the Chosen from I the still beginning too. It, yeah. You're loafing. Everybody keeps telling me watch. You're loafing. That thing is so good. That thing is so good. Yeah. But now I'm rewatching the Chosen again from episode one. So it's like as I'm reading the chapters, it's like the show, the show is basically it's going along with the chapters out. too. So yeah. like. Everything from Jesus starting ministry, all that flows right into mm-hmm. Matthew, like yeah. from the beginning to end. So I'm just getting ready to like basically have my full understanding of how Jesus was living, yeah. his compassion for people, his heart, all that. And then also in saying all of this, the self awareness as far as knowing that we'll, I feel like we'll never be 
too close to God, if you get oh, what I'm saying. Never. Like, we'll never be too close to God. We'll yeah. never be to the point where it's like, you know, me and God is like mm-hmm. forever. Yeah. There will always be like different situations that come, tension, whatever it is. And it'll, it'll always be a new way of, all right, God, you feel a little distant today. Let me climb up mm-hmm. to you where you at. Let me find where you are. Let me come a little closer. And it's like, matter of fact, we, we talk about this all the time about how each new level in faith is going to require a new level of sacrifice, a new level of intentionality, a new yeah. level of. God, I'm ambitious for you. I'm starving for you. I'm thirsty for you. Yeah. Because John Revere, he was talking about it too. He was saying how he had heard a pastor say, like when he was a young pastor, he said he had a young pastor, not a young pastor, but an older pastor say, yeah, John, by the time you're um, 50, 60 years old or 40 years old, yeah, you're not going to have the same passion for the Bible as you uh, as you do right yeah, now. he sounds crazy. John Revere was like, excuse me? Yeah, he sounds crazy. <laughs> but John Revere, in the video, he was saying, well, I can tell you now that I was a lie. Yeah. I'm still as passionate and excited every time I open this book up. But don't let nobody deter you from having yeah, that excitement yeah. and that love for Christ. But in saying that, it made me realize I had to make sure I had that same passion, love, thirst, mm-hmm. all that. Regardless of what I have going on in my life, because there's going to be different things that try to distract you from reading. Yeah, All that. Make sure I'm diving in my, into my word. And I feel like that was another reason why when Robert Murdoch was speaking, it was resonating with me so much. Because I knew I wasn't reading my word as much as I needed to. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I think, uh, I think something that people should do in general... To kind of keep them up to date with reading their word, not just reading their word, but like growing closer to God, like you said, mm-hmm. is to kind of look at your fruit. You know what I'm saying? Thanks. But f- what fruit have you been producing? Because he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me shall be fruitful. And then Galatians 5 says, the fruits of the Spirit are this, you know what I'm saying? Love, joy, mm-hmm. uh, peace, patience, self control, uh, whatever else I'm missing out on, but uh, temperance and all of that. So mm-hmm. he says in Galatians 5, these are the fruits of the Spirit. So you got to go down and listen, check your fruit. What have I been bearing? If I haven't been bearing these, I haven't been abiding enough. Mm-hmm. So meaning I haven't been living close to him enough. Then you go That's back to fine, Exodus. Man. You go back to Exodus when Moses and them, when they called them to build a temple, he said, build me a sanctuary or altar so that I may abide with y'all. Mm-hmm. So basically, build me a house so that I may come down and live with y'all, right? So the more we like live in the word, is the more he lives in us. Mm-hmm. So we got to self-reflect, look at ourselves in the mirror, what fruit have I been producing? Have I been producing love? Have I been producing joy, peace, uh, self-control, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. from from lust or whatever. Yeah. It may be self-control. So if I'm not producing one of those fruits of the spirit or in whatever area of my life, I need to live in him more. So mm-hmm. I feel like uh, whether it's a, we- a weekly fruit check, that's what you should be doing. You know what I'm saying? Like a weekly mm-hmm. fruit check. Because real talk, because I, that's what I got to do to get back on track. Because every time I read Galatians 5, what it does is, matter of fact, I'm going to go to it since we chilling. I'm going to go to it. You got me started, brother. Go in like in, brother. I'm, I'm trying to hear what this medical is about. <laughs> Galatians 5. What does Galatians come after? Is it after Romans or before Romans? Jesus Christ. I think it's... I got it. Just got it. Okay, look. Galatians 5. Galatians 5, verse 19. And then I'm going to read to verse 22 so it says it says when you follow the desires of your sinful nature the results are very clear okay but look when you read this in another version it says when you follow the desires of your sinful nature the works are very clear yeah. right that's that's verse 19 and i'm gonna read the full thing in a second but verse 22 says but so after he lists the stuff verse 22 says but the holy spirit produces this kind of fruit so when I'm falling to my sinful nature, I'm just producing results or works. But when I'm producing the fruits of the spirit, or when I'm uh, when I'm uh, following the spirit, I'm producing fruit. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we're just producing results, but sometimes we're not uh, producing fruit. So verse 19 says, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, Envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And I'm going to skip down to verse 25. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. So, so, good. <laughs> so what I mean by the daily or the weekly fruit check is... Okay, if I'm producing the results from the first one, 
If I read if I read any of that and I felt any of that or I saw any of that in my my previous week, that means I wasn't abiding in my word mm-hmm. as I should have because I obviously didn't produce the those fruits, the fruits of the mm-hmm. spirit. I was producing these things up here. So that's kind of what I would do is kind of just go down that list. Okay, have I been struggling with jealousy lately? I need to abide in him more. Have I been struggling with this uh, um, envy? Have I been struggling with impurity, lustful pleasures? I need to abide, whatever area. And that's why he says in verse 25, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every area of our lives. Because if you do that, you're going to find fruit. You're going to find fruit. So it's crazy you said that too, because if you go to chapter 6, verse 7 through 8. Yeah. Because what you just said was more so in a personal sense, but it might be someone out there that's, Asking, why am I not getting this type of energy in return? Yeah. But again, what's your fruit of life? If you're not yeah. giving out love, if you're not giving out compassion mm-hmm. and everything that's come, listed, yeah. you're not going to come back to you. So verse 7 and verse chapter 6, well, Galatians chapter 6, verse 7, if you go down past the don't misled part, it says, mm-hmm. you will always harvest what you plant. Yeah. In verse 8, those who live only to satisfy their sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. Mm. And for those that's out there, like like we said, if you're not getting out, you can't expect it back to you. You can't. That was good. Though. Galatians 5 is so like good. Galatians bro. is very good. But I always, Galatians and Romans is so similar. Like, it's so. Not like, they bar for bar. Similar. Paul was in his bag. <laughs> he was in his you bag. You said I got the whole junk. They near highlighted. Listen, brother. This ain't like, sick. OD. That's so crazy, though. This is just so crazy. How God works, like. You could literally look at, because I feel like we make it rocket science sometimes, where we're like, okay, God, I'm struggling in this area, and he's just saying, okay, come closer to me. Yeah, draw near. And I'll, you know what I'm saying, I do what I have to do with that area. But sometimes mm-hmm. we make it rocket science, like, and we look we look at it like, God, what are you going to do? What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. But he's saying, stop worrying about the, the how. The how. Mm-hmm. Keep your eyes on me. If, if you go back to the Peter walking on water, that that story is not just a it's not a faith story. I know people talk about it as like a motivational story, like Peter walked on water. But the whole point of the message is that when you keep your eyes on God, mm-hmm. you won't drown. So meaning you won't drown in sin, mm-hmm. you won't drown in troubles, you won't dr- drown in your trials. But as soon as he took his eyes off of that, so, so as soon as I started looking at my sin, as soon as I started looking at different areas of my life, instead of looking at Jesus, is the moment I fall into sin. The that's, the mo- that's the moment I go down. That's the mm. moment I like get subdued by the sin or by by whatever it may be. Instead of just keeping your eyes on Jesus. It's, it's really it's simple. It's re- no, it's, it's really simple. It's simple. That's all he's saying is, look at me. I'll worry about the rest of that. And mm-hmm. I think that's where people don't fully understand the sacrifice of Jesus Christ because he overcame the death. He overcame the grave. He overcame sin. So we're no longer slaves by the law because what did they do back in the day before they before Jesus came? All they did was try to, they tried to accomplish the law. They tried to follow every mm-hmm. law. So that's why every time we look at it and we're trying to, okay, I'm not going to do this today. I'm not going to do that today. Well, just keep your eyes on Jesus and you won't do it. You won't. I'm bro, like, you won't it's, it's simple. No, it really is simple. It'd be the moments where I try to tell myself, I'm not going to do this today. Yeah. I do it. Because that's following the law. And that's mm-hmm. why he told Paul, my grace is sufficient for thee. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because you can't, mm-hmm. you can't do it on your own. You yeah, can't. You, ha- you, you can't, need God, bro. You, can't, you need God. You can't not do it by trying to not do it. No, you have to come to God. You know what I'm saying? Draw near, bro. Yeah, so. Somebody need that for sure. Yeah, I, I need it again. And I think that ties right into what... Um, but the topic is about about the pro- the promise, the process, and the promotion. Mm-hmm. Like, and doing that, like you said, people will be so caught up in the promise, but don't realize the process that they have to go through. Yeah, I remember you said before how um, well, one it takes no faith if you only know about if you know about the promise and exactly how you're gonna get there. Because mm-hmm. then you can choose if you're gonna do it or not. Yeah, that's no. <laughs> so, so you, I'm glad you said something about faith because. If you actually, so I think the greatest example of process was the the Israelites mm-hmm. in uh, in Exodus, of course. Yeah, and you got to think about it; they're being led through the wilderness. They're getting new instructions every single day. They have to keep coming to God for instructions. And I feel like most people that are in the process can honestly say, "I don't know what I'm doing right now. I'm just following God." Yeah. How many times do you say when people ask you, what you, "What you got going on right now?" I'm following God. What you gonna do with this? Every time I don't know yet. I'm waiting to see what God is doing. It's going and with then, God leading me. And like you said, if we just got the process, it wouldn't take no faith. And we got to remember, faith comes by hearing. Mm-hmm. And then it says, then, then we walk by faith, not by sight. So we walk by hearing the instructions of God. Mm-hmm. That is where the faith is built. But if he skips us, 
If he skips us, we don't get the time to slow walk it with him. That's why God leaves us in the wilderness sometimes because he has to bring us to a state of a total dependency. Like, Marlon, you can't make no false move until I give you direction. Yeah. He had the Israelites. They, they couldn't make no movements. They, Moses had to keep going and, and seeking God for their next steps and for their next instructions because if they made a move out of turn or if they went the wrong way or if they did something out of their own flesh by just wanting to get to the promised land, they wouldn't have learned their lesson at all. So it's like in, in the process, God is just trying to boost your faith. And your faith is, your, your complete faith is where you totally depend on him. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? That, that's the main part of the, of the process. And I also think like the process is where you get your dirt on you. In yeah. other words, like, your character, like mm-hmm. your character development. Everything that you lack in, everything that you're flawed at, everything that you thought you could do on your own and just now realizing that you need God to handle it mm-hmm. or to be there with you. Is where all that comes from. I feel like you, you'll never be able to get to where you need to be until that character develops. Like, like we always talk about how people always want the blessing, the promise, all that, but will not have the character to, to, to sustain it. Yeah. You're not, you won't have the character to be able to keep the promise mm-hmm. and be able to cherish it and steward it the right way. Yeah. That's what the wilderness is for. That's what the process is for because everything you go through is for you to be able to not, not only maintain it, mm-hmm. but to multiply it at that. Yeah. How can I, like, once I get to this point that God has shown me, how can I one steward this and not only have it myself, but make it so big to where it's like it doesn't just bless me, it blesses everyone that's around yeah. me. Generations to come. Mm-hmm. Like a good man make, leaves an inheritance for his children's children. Yeah. Whatever God has for me, I need to make sure it's leaving an inheritance for my children's children. Mm-hmm. But if I'm not if I'm not willing to do that, or if I don't have the character to be able to do that, what means what, what's, what's that gonna mean when I have the promise? Yeah. That means I might fumble the bag. I might fumble what God had in store for me. And now I have to get there at a later rate because I didn't want to learn the first time. Mm-hmm. And this is the crazy part because I think the process or the wilderness season is just a season of God telling you, take your hands off of it. <laughs> get your hands off the wheel. They worked for food. When they was in Egypt, they worked for food. They went into the wilderness. They had to rely on God to drop manna from heaven. Mm-hmm. So we're no longer working for food. We had to rely on God to drop the food down so that we can eat every day. Every person in the wilderness that tried to keep their hand on the situation, that tried to keep their hand on the wheel, did not make it to the promised land. Moses tried to keep his hand on the situation. He hit the rock when he mm-hmm. wasn't supposed to hit the rock. Yeah, bro, he said, he, God said, I'm going to let you see it and you won't walk into it. Your ancestors will walk it's into crazy. it. So the wilderness season is for God, for God telling you, take your hands off of it. You're used to this, you're used to this being like this. You used to having control. Take your hands off of it. You know what I'm saying? And that's where our flesh messes us up, like messes us up so much to where it's like, we that's why we emphasize the importance of staying close to God and staying near to Him because anytime you hear instructions, but want to make the instructions and do it in your own way, that's still disobedience. Yeah, definitely, it's still disobedience. If God did not tell you to do this, why are we doing it? Mm-hmm. But we will, like you said, we'll make it rocket science. We'll we'll make it to the point where it's like, well, I feel like God will understand why I'm doing it this way. Yeah, all right. but you're going against a direct order of what He just told you to do. Or you're going to miss an opportunity because you wanted to go and do it your own way. Imagine if I uh, went to InvestFest, right? Mm-hmm. It's crazy because it was Ron or someone else that basically, no, someone else I was talking to. They were saying how you went to InvestFest or buying your ticket, got there. And he said, it's crazy how Holy Spirit had you to sit there and watch your mentor working. And he didn't even know who you was or you didn't know who he was. Yeah. And I, th- I started thinking about that. Joke. I was like, bro, that's facts. Because like, out of the whole time I'm there. Why am I, ironically, in a position to be able to just see him like he's just right in front of me yeah. working? And I'm wa- literally watching him work, not realizing that Holy Spirit strategically put me right there for mm-hmm. a reason to be able to see him. So when he DM'd me, I knew who he was. Yeah. Like, it's crazy to zoom out and think about. Yeah. But just in general, one wrong move or one thing that I could have let, let distract me could have tear me from even seeing him in the first place to me now being confused on who he was when he DM'd me. Mm-hmm. To me, could have eventually blocked my blessing. And have the way for a future opportunity yeah. to reignite what God was trying to get me to in the first place. Mm-hmm. But just simple stuff like that. You cannot let your flesh distract you. You cannot let your flesh try to steer you in the way of where you feel like you need to be going. Yeah. Or steer you in the way of where you feel like it's the better move than what God has you to do. Because mm-hmm. in reality, like we said, God's track record is, is never wrong. He's never yeah. lost. He's never proved us wrong. He's never steered us in the wrong direction. So I don't know why we always continue to have the mindset of, God, I got it. God, I think you're bugging right now. I, we can go my way. But it's all it is is lack of trust, lack of faith. 
Same thing. That's all. It, that's why your hands got to be off it because you don't trust me the way you should. That's why you think your opinions are better than mine. That's why you think your ways are better than mine. That's why you think obeying yourself is like, or okay, God, you said this, but I'm gonna do this. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, disobedience to God is obedience to something else. Yes. Disobedience. To, <laughs> disobedience to God is obedience to something else. That's facts. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's disobedience. So it's a lack of trust. Is that's all it is because. Abraham passed the trust test. That's how he was able to receive the blessings of God. Mm-hmm. Will you give me your son? I, I wasn't really going to take him. I wanted to see. What, can you fully rely on me? Can you take your hands off of it? He showed us, I'm taking my hands off of it, even if it took my own child. Mm-hmm. Even if it came to that, my hands are off of it. I, tr- I trust that. 100%. I trust that if I give you him, you still gonna, you still going to be good. You know what I'm saying? And that's so, that type of faith, that type of love, that yeah. type of trust, it's so beautiful to have. Because the reaction God gave him after that was just like, oh, Abraham. <laughs> oh, really? But if you, actually, if you actually look at it, he had multiple tests. Mm-hmm. God had to slow walk him through. Okay, leave your town. Leave your hometown. Okay, God. It was multiple, mm-hmm. it was multiple things. Yeah, well, like just no out, out the yeah, gate. Yeah, nah, hey. nah, nah, nah. He, he was proving his track record. And, but that's how God works with trust. Okay, CL, let's work through it. Let's, mm-hmm. let's go on a level, Okay. See, I want you to trust me with this. Levels to it. Small things. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's work up. Let's work up. Okay, you may have failed this mission. Let's try this again. Trust me with this. Will you give this to me? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then you work your way up. You keep going. You keep going. You keep going. So that's mainly what it is. It's, just a tr- it's definitely it's a trust crazy. thing. It's a trust thing. Can I think about it? Speaking from personal experience, everything that is going on in my personal life right now and where I've gotten to from where I started and everything, has all been off of faith, mm. Lit- like literally, like there's no explanation of what's yeah. going on in our lives right now. <laughs> like, all right, listen, there's no what's the, what's the word? There's no logical way yeah. of explaining what's going on, mm-hmm. how we're always at the right place at the right time. The only answer is faith and obedience. Yeah, that's really it. Faith and obedience. And I feel like most Christians, once you understand that two simple, those two simple concepts mm-hmm. of walking in faith and obedience. God will continue to blow your mind. Like, Definitely. I feel like us as Christians, especially in our generation, we'll make it more complicated than what it really is. Mm-hmm. Like, no, it's really just it's like walking obedience. Like, yeah. obey obey what God's saying to do. And I'm trying to tell you, it's not going to be wrong. It might not be what you want to do at the mm-hmm. time. But in the end, I promise you it's going to align with where God has planned for you. Yeah. But sometimes we'll be too clouded to see it or we'll be too in our flesh or in our feelings to be like, nah, I don't want to do that. Like, that's not what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Not realizing that what you really are going to want to do is what's going to give you the most fulfillment. Yes. That's what God has for you, plan for you in, the, in the first place. Mm-hmm. But yeah. It's, but it's crazy because um, a lot of people also, they don't trust him fully because they, they don't see what he said. Mm-hmm. Not yet. And like you said, you might do something you don't want to do. You think Joseph wanted to work in no. like at the prison? No. You think Joseph wanted to work for the king? Come on now. You know what I'm saying? God showed me he was gonna be the king, <laughs> and I and I end up in a a situation that does not look like nothing he just said. So I'm mm-hmm. like the math not math. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. God, the math not mathing. You told me this at the beginning. How did I go from here to here to here? And every place which was uncomfortable for him, it was inconvenient for him. But he said he succeeded at everything he did. He got promoted in every position. Every position he was in, he got promoted in. You wanna know why he got promoted in everything? Why? Colossians 323. <laughs> Work, Work willingly at yeah. everything that you do as if it was for the Lord rather than for people. Every it was a test. It all was a test. But a lot of us, because we don't see what he said, we'll just like back out. And that's where we start making our own plans. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, God, because I don't see what you said right now. Like we're rushing God basically. Because I don't see that, I'm gonna go try to get it on my own. Or I'm gonna mm-hmm. try to figure it out. Instead of just ride, ride with the yeah, wing. You're bugging. Yeah, no, no, no. You're bugging. Trying to think, because with that, what do you feel is one of the biggest misconceptions about the promise, the process, and the promotion? Or what do you feel like is a part where most people get get it wrong? Or something that can throw somebody off in their season of that? Um. Oh, easy, easy. The easiest way to get thrown off by, or misconstruing the promise, the process, and the promotion is thinking the promise is about you. <laughs> Easiest way. Because you're going you're to go into the wilderness season. If you think that, if you think the promise is about you, you're going to go to the wilderness season thinking, like, everything that's happened to you, why is this happening to me? Like, you don't, you, you clearly don't see the big picture. So I'm going to leave you right there. I'm going to leave you right there until you figure it out. You know what I'm saying? I'm, Joseph, was, Joseph was looking at it, like, at first. Yeah. Like, 
Me? You know what I'm saying? Like, but if you go to the end of the story, his whole perspective changed. When his brothers came and they were saying sorry, he took... Look how powerful it is. He told his brothers, because they said, we're sorry. We didn't mean to get you sent here. He said, you didn't send me here. Mm-hmm. God sent me here. Perspective. Was that his perspective at the beginning? No. no. He had to be in that wilderness season. So mm-hmm. the biggest misconception the biggest misconception is that the promise is about you. No. It's about somebody else. Because Joseph's promise, which was given to him at the beginning of the book, was for him, for his family. He didn't realize that him being king was the key to get his family out of the famine that was coming in the future. God didn't show Joseph the famine. He showed him, you're going to be king. Nobody knew it was going to be a famine these years later. Yeah. And Joseph was going to be the, the main person that his family had to come back to. But we know it, it was a, you know what I'm saying? It was a strategic setup. So thinking the promise is about you, you already, like you already, you tripping. I love how you just said that though. God didn't show Joseph the famine. Mm-mm. But he was the key to help save his family yes. as a whole. So how many people out there that's watching this right now? I'm sorry, because he, no, I had to clarify. He showed, I don't want people to misconstrue it. He did show him the family at the end, yeah, like the end, when he had a dream. Yeah. But I'm saying when he got Beforehand, the promise, yeah. he did not get the vision of, okay, this is the promise. Mm-hmm. You're going to be this because it's a family coming. He know, no, about the, he know about the promise. He didn't even know about the whole, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, okay, that's part yeah, of the process. I had to clarify yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, now you good. They, like, they, they, they should have like understood. They should have understood. me up. But in general, like he said that because- there's a lot of people that don't realize that they're the golden ticket for their family. Yeah. They're, the, they're the person that's called to save their family, to break the generational curses, all that. Mm-hmm. But in doing so, you have to understand that if God has called you to do it, everybody in your circle may not like what you're doing. Yeah. They might not like that you're the one that's chosen for it. They mm-hmm. might not like that you're the one that's graced for it, that's, that's called to be the one that's set apart from everybody else. They don't understand why you're not fitting in with everybody else in the family. You know, you know something else, though? Your process wouldn't even be that hard if it was just about you. Sit and think about it. Why would you be getting attacked? This is how I think logically. Why would I be getting attacked so much if this is this process, I mean, this promise is just for me? No, you're getting attacked so much because your promise involves so many other people. If you don't get through this season, some other people are not getting through either. You know what I'm saying? There's other people attached to your promise, to your yes, to your obedience. The devil not just attacking you for you. Oh, I'm just, I'm the chosen one. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah, he chose you to, yeah. to help other people. You know what I'm saying? So... You got to, it's perspective, bro. You can't look at the promise thinking it's just, it's about me. It's for me. No. Yes, God, God is gracious enough to let you go into the promised land and still receive benefits from it. Yes. You're still going to receive benefits and live the life that you want to live. But ultimately, bigger scale is to give him glory and to help the other people that he's called you to help. Mom, I'm about to yank you through the podcast. <laughs> nah, that's crazy. Through the mic. <laughs> that's crazy. Because I was, nah, that was OD. Because facts, like, that, back, back to the devil itself. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. At the beginning, of, at, at the beginning, you said Jesus was the promise. He was a baby for him. Mm-hmm. Herod tried to kill Jesus. Jesus' promise was for us. Jesus' prom, Jesus' promise wasn't for him. <laughs> what? He yes, yes. He got to sit. He got to sit at the right hand of God. Yeah. His ultimate goal was to give for us. So Herod tried to kill. He tried to kill that, but it was for a bigger scale. That's so you're not just getting attacked. You're not getting attacked because it's you. You're getting attacked because of the assignment that you're on. So like, so like, just just break it down for me. One, who sent you? (laughs) Two, that just going back to devil itself. Like that aspect of one. I like it. I I like how you clarified. Like how it's just like the devil's just not attacking you just because mm-hmm. you like yeah no. like when you're not that guy because when we're in the wilderness season we we kind of get like like oh my god so why I gotta be me like we get into that mindset and God yeah. he does not want you to come to that because I've been there before mm-hmm. I got but it's always me taking it why does it always have to be me bro and guys like bro Marlon look outside yourself for one second you have to you have to you have to zoom out you have yeah. to get out of your not about you. you have to you know every time every single time you have to yeah but in doing that you have to realize like you said the devil's not attacking you. For your present moment. Mm-hmm. He attacking you for your future. Yeah. So it's like, him attacking you. And you, most people can't even see that though. They think I'm getting attacked right now just for this situation right here that, that's today. Mm-hmm. No, he he's seeing something that's supposed to come in the years to down come. Down the line. Or months to come, whatever, down the line that he already trying to mentally prepare for and don't want you to even get there to, or to even reach it. Mm-hmm. That's why it's his job to distract us, to turn us away, to make us fall as much as possible so we don't reach the destiny of where God has pushed us to. Yeah. But that thing is really crazy to think about, bro. Like every Jesus single time. And something our aunt told us recently, it I think it was Aunt Bonita. No, 
don't know if it was my dad or my aunt Benita. One of them said it this past weekend. They were saying every every new level is a new devil. And I'm yep. just going back to Joseph's live. Even as he got promoted, uh, uh, Potiphar's wife tried to have sex with him. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. another test. Potiphar's That's wife tried to have sex with like crazy. Like way. and speaking on tests, speak, he said no and still got in trouble. <laughs> listen, no, listen. Speaking on tests, something that I kind of been trying to study. Or I'm trying to figure it out. It's kind of a theory. This is not like mm-hmm. biblically sound, but it's a theory. I feel like every great ruler, every great king, every great man of God go through either two tests, and that's the heart test or the lust test. That's me personally. I agree. You go through a heart test or a lust test. So the heart test can be jealousy, mm-hmm. pride, arrogance, whatever that may be, mm-hmm. and then the lust test. I think every lead, every great leader that has failed, even in the Bible, has failed at one of those things. Saul, pride. David, what was he doing? Lust. It's crazy. Every Moses, his heart went right. So I feel like it's every crazy. kind. I feel like I, I. This is just a theory. I, yeah. I want to study so, it so much. You get yes. Yeah. What you getting so far? Yes. Yeah. I feel like every God has to put you through these two tests, and those are the two tests that I see like most often with great people. You know what I'm saying? And it's not it's not a one time test either. Nah, no, no, no. That, that's no, a that's a daily, yeah, daily thing. It's a daily thing. Yeah. Like that's again, which is why we stressing the importance of self development, character growth, being in your word, staying close to God. Because like we, like we said before, the one day you walk out your house and think you big and bad, chest poked out, mm-hmm. and telling God to stay home instead of coming outside with you, yeah, will be the day you fall short every single time. And the devil catch you slipping. Yeah, you you can go consistent for a whole week. With your shield on, your your helmet, everything, all your spiritual armor on. And that one day you don't tap in. The one day you feel like, all right, God, I got it from here. Mm-hmm. God, I'm going to take the wheel now. I think I can handle it. Yeah. This will be, yeah, be the day you fall right <laughs> on your face and come crying right back to God because yeah. you thought you was big and bad. Mm-hmm. And we all go through that. We're human. We all go through that. We all fall short. Romans 3.23. Yeah. But even going through that, we have to realize there's no better leader. There's no better driver. There's no better care provider there's no better person in our lives other than god to lead us in the direction that he needs us to be yeah there's no better person that there's no more qualified person at that that's more qualified than god to tell us where we're gonna go why why wouldn't you want to let the person drive who can see down the road you know what i'm saying okay why wouldn't i want to let him drive my sight is just i can see i can just see right here he see down the highway and going same same thing. Why would you let the person that knows the route mm-hmm. drive that route? I mean, it's Siri. Like fact, like, <laughs> like, like, like like think about it, think about it logically in a logical sense. And we about to go to Florida, and they be like, who want to uh, who sh- who should drive? Dad that knows the route and already been there before, or CL that hasn't been, he hasn't drove there before. Mm-hmm. Who who should drive? It's gonna be like dad should drive he's been there before he knows the right route <laughs> and you know you know the crazy thing about the routes and knowing the routes so like i said siri when you put your destination in on the map it's so funny how down the road they'll tell you it's traffic down the road before you even get there it's an accident down the road guys the same exact way why wouldn't i want to let him drive he can see literally everything that's coming. he can see it it's crazy to think about bro like no cap we flesh bro <laughs> flesh flesh and pride will literally Cloud your judgment and cloud your mind to make you feel like you're more qualified than God. Two. Lack of trust. And make you really like overlook how many times God has really came through for us. Mm-hmm. Like personally, like zoom out. I, I something's going. God gonna give me something about zoom out. God, zoom I, I keep out, saying brother. this. Zoom out. Zooming out is so important, bro. Zoom out and think about how many times God has came through on your behalf, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, especially people watching, like, cause I know. Me and you, we do pretty well when it comes to like we're going through trials and tribulations. We do pretty well with how our posture is yeah. and and how to withstand it and keep pushing and keep going forward and knowing that God can come through. But it maybe it might not be too many people that's watching that has that same faith and same broad shoulders to be mm-hmm. able to withstand what's going on. And for them that's watching, zoom out. You have to zoom out. You have to realize that everything that you're going through right now, again, like you said, is not for you. Mm-hmm. It's for someone else down the line. It's for your family. It's for your friends. It's for Whoever you're called to impact in your life, which is which is why we all also say like your scars are not your own; they're not for you; they're for someone else. But in saying that, y'all have to be able to have the mindset of, "All right, God, I know I'm going through this, mm-hmm. but I know that everything I'm going through right now is only going to make me better to where I'll be able to sustain 
what you have what you have called for me. Mm-hmm. And it, it takes zooming out. It really, it really does. Mm-hmm. You have to take yourself out your situation. Like if this camera is just zoomed in on me, until it focuses out, you won't be in the picture. So meaning mm-hmm. I may just be looking at it from this perspective. It's zoomed in. Why is this only happening to me? As soon as you take yourself outside yourself and you zoom out, now I see, okay, it's other people into the equation. It's other people in the frame now. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So you really, you really gotta zoom out and look at it from God's perspective. That's facts. Yeah. Talking good, my boy. Jesus Christ. Welcome back. Thank you, sir. Glad to be back. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Is there anything that you have that God has laid in your heart or anything that you want to relate to our supporters, our community, or what you learned so far from your sabbatical or anything along those lines? Um, I think I don't have nothing from sabbatical. I think I kind of get it. in general? Yeah. Uh, but... In general, what I would say is, especially in the season of everything going on, is whatever God told you to do, be obedient in that thing until you see results. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think this season has been a season of we're just receiving a harvest from showing up. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? We just show up for sure. every Monday. Show up for sure. Every Wednesday, Consistent. show up, and we won't be look. We don't look for results, but now the results are here like, mm-hmm. on stage one. So I say whatever that thing is God told you to do, just do it. Just keep doing it and keep mm-hmm. showing up. Just keep being consistent with it, and then you'll see results eventually. So, I let that, my boy. Yeah, I also also like to say same thing: faith and obedience. Really put your full trust in God. Walk in obedience. Take that full, that faith step and watch how God takes two, three, four, five steps right beside your one step. Yeah, and also genuinely read your word and get to know who Jesus is for yourself. Don't just listen to everybody else. Get to know them for yourself. Read your word. Tap in. Dive into a deeper way and be more intentional about it. Make sure that you're being intentional about your personal time with God, your intimacy with God. And don't let nobody deter you or distract you of like away from doing that. Because I promise you that's the most important thing you can be doing right now. Mm-hmm. But other than that, oh, also, this will probably be the last episode they see before the big news. Will it? Thing. It will? God. Yeah. So we have a big surprise for y'all coming soon. A big special guest. So you have to turn the post notifications on. You got yeah. If you got to. If you don't subscribe and turn post notifications on, you can't see the surprise. You feel me? And we're not gonna name drop. You and, know what I'm saying y'all just got to see the episode. We got a we got a special guest coming, but he's not gonna come on. I done gave away something already. All right, you said who's he? What do you mean by that? Well, he's not gonna come on <laughs> until y'all like, comment, subscribe. Until y'all leave a review on the Apple Podcast, Spotify, and until y'all. You know what I'm saying? Leave a comment on the YouTube video as well. Show us what you like and share it to a friend. Yeah. And spam the comments up because somebody big is coming. Actually, I'll give them a little Easter egg. If you want to know who's coming, go to Sellers Media and watch the full Bible study. I ain't going to tell you where we announced today in the Bible study. More purpose Bible study. Sorry. Watch the Bible study from this past Monday. What was the date? Because they're going to be seeing this later. What was the date? The date. The date. The date. What was the date of this past? The second. October 2nd. Okay, go to the More Purpose page. Go to October 2nd's live, that Bible study. And you have to watch the full Bible study because I'm not going to tell you where we announced today. I'm wearing a blue hoodie. Yeah. That's, the, that's your Easter egg if you want to know who it is. Wearing a blue hoodie. So there you go. If you go, if y'all go watch that Bible study. There's some news in that junk. You'll be able to tap into it. Yeah. But other than that, welcome back, my boy. Priest, brother. Boy, yeah, sabbatical doing, doing your right, ain't it? <laughs> Talking good off the early, ain't you? Jesus Christ. Listen. But now we love y'all. We appreciate all y'all. It's good talking to you, my, again, my boy. You've been itching. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're ready to be back. Cool little convo, bro. I appreciate it. I just learned some more from that, too. Yeah. Like, maybe want to dive into my words some more. Like, yeah. Me too, bro. I'm excited to have my Bible study again tonight. Yeah, Let's go. Be ready to read the Gospels. Yes, Lord, I need it. Yeah. So, in saying that, we love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Make sure y'all like, comment, subscribe. Leave a com- leave a review. Yeah. And we are working on merch right now. I know we keep saying it, but we're genuinely working on merch right now for y'all. So, we love y'all. Y'all be safe. Love. Love.